0: And welcome back to Focus Target, the podcast. We're glad to have you with us once again. My name is Smiley. With me, as always, Cheyenne Van. Hello. Today, our episode is going to set around the game that we've all been playing so much. It's a game called Black Desert Online. Uh, Some of us have been playing a game called The Division, and there very well may be a podcast for The Division in the future. But today... We focus on Black Desert. Before we get into the meat of the podcast, though, we do like to do our question of the day, and with all the political fanfare we have going on, we thought it might be interesting to ask the question, the which video game character would you elect for president, and which party would that character run for? I'm going to start with Van, because I generally disagree with his political viewpoints, and I'm sure I'll do so again. Van, I'm uh...
1: actually going to stay out of the political realm, and I'm going to give a very oh. politi- uh, answer like a politician. Someone to okay, bring myself let's back it. into the political realm. So, my this this was a fun question and and I'm really happy about my answer too and I hope you guys will will approve and vote for for this gentleman. So, it is a man. Um, he was in the Destiny, very well known and very well liked in the Destiny video game. Um, my nomination for president of the Independent Party would be Cade 6. And the reason <laughs> is because Cade is just he he'd run as an independent because he really doesn't give a crap one way or another. He has his agenda and he's gonna get it done. So he's not falling into any specific lines with anybody. Like when he stole Ares' ship to fly onto the Dreadnought, um, and then apologized afterwards. It, it kind of just shows his rebellious nature. So um, the other reason I want to nominate him is because it would every day would just be absolutely hilarious because Kate Six was really the main character who brought Destiny back into. My, I guess, admiration um, with with his humor and wit when the Taken King was launched, and they, you know, had all that new fun stuff. So, uh, definitely going with Kate Six running as an independent. You got my vote, sir.
0: All right, that's uh, that's that's an interesting pick. The, the problem I have is that Kate Six, while Here he was really go. funny, he, well, he was a very funny character, but he was voiced by Nathan Fillion of. Um, uh, Firefly, Firefly fame. Easy for me to say, Firefly fame. That's a tough one. <laughs> um, and I just can't see that. Like, I, I, it's hard for me to distinguish them in my mind when I hear Kate. Th- like, in fact, you guys are probably going to think it's kind of dorky. But in my personal destiny canon, it's my opinion that Nathan Fillion's character in in uh the Firefly series is actually. The same person as K six, like he's been because he's a he's a robot, right? So like, I, my I don't my know, I, still, like, I haven't
2: followed. I don't he follow slowly Fire turned Firefly into a cyborg. Flow.
0: Yeah, no, no, yeah, like Firefly, he's not a robot, but like, it's like maybe like he died and now we're in the future and like here uh... he is, like. You know, gotcha. it's his mind trapped in yep. the robot. Like Robocop. I don't know. That's it's like, pretty the, it's like the same
2: character, basically.
1: That's so, how I, I feel. Like. They, they yeah. feel
0: like the same character, and I just can't picture him ever being a politician in any way, shape, but or form. But that might
2: make him the politician we might need, honestly. You know, not the politician not, we deserve yeah, or something one. like yeah. that. Because <laughs> yeah. one thing about Firefly was, in the, normally he did the right thing.
0: He did always, yeah. I mean, if he were to be a politician, I would cer- he'd I certainly have
1: like my support. In but... Destiny, he did the right thing too. Whether he pissed off yeah. tons of <laughs> yeah. people or not, he did the right thing and, and was very See, successful. They, they were the he same got character.
0: Done. That was his character in Firefly. Yeah. Okay. You should watch Firefly. Anyway, if you haven't watched Firefly, you guys should, my uh, loyal oh, listeners, right. uh, Roger, check man. that check that out. I'm not talking YouTube. I'm talking to our the masses, right? All all of those many many people who listen to us, right? that's yeah, right. All <laughs> the independent all approach, so mm. that
1: to maybe so you want to be so argumentative yeah, yeah you yeah, don't know me very all.
0: well no it did not all right shy what about you who's my your presidential nomination so my picks
2: me very controversial um and i've well, kind of taken controversial some as mine i've taken some liberties because uh they are both represented in both uh video games as well as media as well but uh i would uh i would nominate luke skywalker for a president whoa if uh that's nice outside the box, okay. and uh, and I would uh, I think he'd run for the Jedi party. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait. So, are, wait, is is this the the Star Wars universe we're in? Well, I mean, or, if he, or, if, if if he was running, if He party. would start
2: a Jedi party, of course. And uh, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess, it's I
0: guess fair that's enough. yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue. I mean, I think he de- he definitely have a lot of popular support.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think he could beat Trump anyway. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I think, like, honestly, a lot of the same things Van said, I think, uh, apply to Luke Skywalker as well. I think that, uh, and uh, well, maybe not even the same things, because I don't think that he's maybe as direct as Cade 6 is in getting things done. But I guess what draws me to Luke Skywalker is, I feel like, of, especially of anybody in the Star Wars films, I mean, he kind of carries on that heritage from, like, Yoda and Obi-Wan of, like, these kind of, these these people who kind of are not, you know like i'm a jedi i guess you know i mean they're not using the aggressive side of the force they they practice discipline they try to you know view both sides of the situation use moderation but also do the right thing and i think that uh um i don't know i think those are all good good qualities for
1: politicians so this this president that you're nominating isn't he also the same guy who looked directly down the blade of a lightsaber when obi-wan handed it to him and he had it aimed right at his head yes he did so that that same That that same brilliant person okay
0: Hey, he was young at the time. He's aged considerably, as we saw from the most recent <laughs> movie. And that'll be interesting to see as as the Star Wars movies continue to develop, whether he, in in his aging, maintained some of those qualities that you liked. Because yeah. we, yeah, I mean, we movie. don't really know
1: much about what he's like today. Exactly. Other than,
0: you know, what Ooh, we saw. So
1: if we can remember, let's tie this back after, after eight, <laughs> 8 and 9 out. come out. That's a and long then... time away, man. But we'll try. Is that more is that <laughs> we'll of our book check
2: again and see if you've, uh, nice. you've finished your book series? <laughs> oh, God, yes. We'll do the same.
1: We'll do back-to-back. All
0: right. Uh, so for my, I, maybe I didn't take it as seriously as you guys, but I thought that, the best possible candidate for President of the United States would be Barrett from Final Fantasy 7.
2: Ooh, I like he's it. He's <laughs> a big black dude with a gun
0: for an arm. Yes. So I feel like nobody would really want to fuck with him. I feel like he's got the best campaign slogan you could ever want. Ain't no getting off of this train we on. <laughs> I mean... That sold it for me right there. <laughs> was like, pretty I'd good. I'd vote
1: for that. I'd vote for that dude. But for what training. party is he going to run for?
0: Uh, he would definitely be a Republican. I hate to say it, but he would. I mean, he... For a gun for, a dude, gun
1: for right an arm? Yeah. Yeah, he's got We have the right to
0: We have the right to bear gun arms. You know, he also is, you know, all about excessive use of military force. That's true. You know, <laughs> I mean... Now, he does have a lot of... I mean, he is an environmentalist, though, so that's very not Republican. I mean, he... He, he's very traditional, clean. right? He, I think. That, I mean, I think that the
2: neoconservatives, I think, yeah, are maybe coming technically up on that. he'd
0: probably be Green Party if you think about it, because he was all about like the whole reason for all of his activism was was environmental protection. So there you go, Green Party,
1: Barrett. That's true. Make, from the make it happen, anybody, right? Who was yeah. Destroying the earth. Yeah, oh, that's right. Oh, he was wow, against good big business. Final yeah. Fantasy. Man, yeah. I remember when he used to make good games. Okay. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. All right. So so that's our. Uh, you know, that's our question of the day. If you disagree with our political views, uh, if you have better suggestions for candidates, or if you'd like to vote us out of office, uh, you know, contact us. Leave us a message. Write us a review on iTunes, whatever you want to do. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, all of our contact information will be provided at the end of the podcast, as always. So let's get into Black Desert Online. I think Black Desert Online was first brought up on this here podcast by Van in one of our uh, one of our looking forward episodes that we had previously. So so Van, why don't you just tell us a little bit about it? What's what is Black Op Desert Online?
1: I think it was just a quick correction, I think it was actually brought up by Shy and Shy oh, mentioned it? that well I, I remember him saying asking me, hey Van have you ever heard of this, this game oh, called Black okay. Desert Online? And I was like, Holy crap, you've been following it too and and that's when the whole world just exploded. Okay. Yeah. So I, I remember you were the
0: one who talked about it a little bit so yeah, maybe that's so why I've it stuck in my mind.
1: Black Desert a a long time, Um, probably the same as as Shy. I actually heard about it um, on the Arcage general chat way back in the day when we used to play Arcage But what Black Desert Online is, it's a very sandbox oriented mmorpg so you have all the rpg elements of leveling up characters gaining you know number or gaining ranks and and um experience points and you know increasing your level which increases your fighting ability and all that fun stuff and then you got the other side of it which is very sandbox oriented where it gets away from all that traditional leveling up you know um xp um quest based xp grinding and all that fun stuff and you actually get to live more, and enjoy the role-playing game part of an MMORPG as a character immersed in this world where you can become anything you want, a trader, a crafter, a fisherman, and all this fun stuff that I'm sure we'll, we'll get into detail about.
0: Well I would I would make one distinction with something you said and I I don't think you meant to say it like this but just cuz it's sandbox it doesn't mean it's getting away from the RPG elements in fact the sandbox I'd say there's more RPG elements in the sandbox section than there is otherwise Yeah if I said that uh, I definitely did
1: not mean yeah, to say I, that what I meant to say it's getting away from the, the like the the standard the... MMO that comes out right now where it's literally all you can do is fight for questing and you get to end game and then you start doing raids but yeah you're absolutely right Right.
0: yes yes exactly it's it's the the idea that that path where you're really just going from point a to point b and doing just really just questing until you get to a max level, and then once you get to max level, generally all you do is dungeoning and raiding and, and right to get uh, that best piece of gear. And yeah, that, that yeah, is the gear, that signifies, the gear treadmill. You right? are a
1: number essentially, and that number is you know predetermined your, by Reddit and all the other people in the community. Your item level, yeah, which exactly.
0: not to say that doesn't exist in this game to an sure. extent, but I think there's definitely a little bit and more. and it should,
1: but it shouldn't be the main element. And, but, anyways, that, that's what video is, so I digress.
0: Uh, Shai, what have your experiences with early Black Desert Online been, like, what what do you feel like, uh, I'm not really phrasing this very well, like, do you have anything to contribute to what Van, how Van described the game?
2: Can no, I think, like I that? mean, I think he did a good job, I think, I mean, an MMO that is very sandboxy, I think, is a great way of describing it.
1: Alright, so, uh, a little bit... Do, do we know what bat- a sandbox is? Have we defined that previously?
2: I don't, I don't think we've defined that or compared it to the, I don't know if we've ever used the word theme park either, so I don't know that people wouldn't understand away, either smiley. one.
1: Okay, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I mean, it's just a little
0: bit what we're talking about, but sandbox just means it's open-ended. So a lot of you may be familiar with the Grand Theft Auto series. In my mind, that's the first game that really introduced a mainstream sandbox style. And that, the idea is that, that you're given the freedom to pursue whatever activities you want. So if you want to, let's take in this game specifically, for example, there when you first log in, and start playing. You have a myriad of options available to you for what you want to do with your time within the game Whereas a traditional game like uh, a game like Final Fantasy 14, for example Another game that I've played substantially You didn't have a whole lot of choice. Like there were things you could do. You could do some crafting and, and some side projects But and and there were more options of things to do as you went on But but the the main meat of the game was to level a character by doing quests and you're kind of on a on a straight-line path. And as you go down that path, more options open up to you, but really, most of that stuff is reliant on you gaining those levels and and getting to a higher character level. In this game, or in any sandbox game, you have just a little bit more flexibility if you want to do something like that, if you want to level your character and gain levels and and do quests, you're welcome to do that. But there's also uh, just a lot of other options. And what a lot of games, I think, don't do very well is really divorce the leveling process from the crafting. So, again, to go back to Final Fantasy 14 as an example, you could do crafts and, and crafting and gathering and stuff like that, but in a lot of cases, they would take you to high-level areas where you really couldn't survive and do anything unless you were leveling up as well. Um, I feel like this game gives you a very robust set of options where you can do a lot of crafting and gathering and, and trading and sub-activities. And you're not really penalized for being a much lower level. So uh, to me, that's what this, the sandbox entails, is that you really do have the options to just kind of go off of storyline and 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 do what you want to do, and you're not feeling like, oh, well, I, I'd like to do more crafting, but I can't really do anything until I get to max level anyway because the enemies that I need to farm the mats from are too difficult or the areas are too perilous, things like that.
1: Cool. I think that's fantastic.
0: So the s- thank you some of the uh, just base stats uh, th- this game was released originally in Korea in 2014 and then actually came out in Japan and Russia a year later in 2015 and now just was released here in the states the official release date was what maybe two weeks ago
2: yeah, something and, and like I think that. Europe I Europe mean, as well. I think right, it was here in, and in, think, Europe, in Europe. Yeah,
0: the yeah, yeah, North America, Europe, and so, uh, so, so we're I guess we're a little bit behind the Korean version, as you might expect. That there are um, that that game has more kind of features because they've had a number of updates than we have here. So that I think that's pretty typical for games that are released overseas first. Is that we're kind of following in the past. So it gives us an opportunity to kind of look ahead and know some of the things that may be coming uh, to our version as well. Uh, the do you guys tell me about the developer and the producer? I think the developer is the developer um dam? I
2: think or, is, or are they the producer? So I think the developer is Perlibus and I believe yeah the producer the is Producers Dom. is it Dom is that how you say it? D A U M. That's how D-U-A-M? I would phonetically pronounce it looking I would, at I it. it. Dam That's how I do that. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: But yeah, whether that's right or not, I I think they're aren't they uh, a European company?
2: See, it sounds. See, it says Dom Europe or Daum Europe. Okay, but that's... I think, but I think the Korean version is managed by it too, which makes me think that it actually is a Korean company, and Dom Europe is like a European oh. like branch of it. Okay, so it might oh, be makes... for all we know, it could be like Daum or you know some string like right. Asian pronunciation of that word. Okay, I we see. we'll we'll see if we can do a little
0: research on that and and get back to you guys as listeners. See if we can. Get the get the final story on that. Um, the other thing about MMOs that people are always questioning is uh, the payment structure. So we've talked a lot about how different games have different ways that there are things that they're required to play. Some of them are free to play and run off microtransactions. Some of them are paid uh, subscription-based, uh, where you pay a monthly fee every month to play. Uh, this game is kind of the hybrid of the two. It's a it's what we kind of refer to as BTP or B to play or buy to play, where you purchase the game up front for a flat fee. In this case, uh, the base price, I think, was $30, and you could get packages that offered incentives for, for higher prices. And then there isn't a subscription to maintain playing. So once you buy it, you can play it, and they'll continue to update the game and you know things like that. But there is a cash shop. Um, where you can where you can purchase different things for money, so they they kind of have the initial buy-in, and then they augment those sales with, with ongoing microtransactions. Generally, in buy-to-play models, they they offer expansions, at some point where you're expected if you you know want to get unlocked new content, there's usually an expansion that's paid, as well. Um, I don't know, Shirevan maybe you guys have heard. Has there been any news about an expansion to this game? or I think is it all just updates
2: I was uh, on one of the forums I was looking at and I can't I can't I and mean, we could maybe look this up and you know uh, corroborate it a later in a later episode but they there, someone links to a post by a Dom saying that there will never be another paid like like all content from here on out will be really? part of the package yeah okay
0: Okay, so that, so that's kind of unusual. I think that's that's super usually unusual. That, yeah, usually when they when they buy to play, that gets you you know that usually gets you a good amount of content. But then when another major patch comes, a lot of times they try to get make you pay for it. And in fact, I mean even subscription based models like Valvesy Fourteen, we know mm-hmm. like Heaven's Ward was not a free update. It was a it yeah. was a paid a paid expansion. So it'll be interesting to see if they stick to that. Well, maybe
2: you guys can speak to this, but I, I mean, I from my understanding, I think is that buy to play is a very, I think that's a very rare phenomenon the only games i know of that do that are the two guild wars games i don't remember uh, any other mmos that were maybe, by to play
0: i don't know if you consider diablo 3 an mmo but nah that, I, I, that would, was, I would not but it, yeah i mean it's uh it's another large game that was kind of like that yeah. a large multiplayer game that was like that but yeah you're right they're they are pretty rare and those are the only ones i can think of van do you know of any others
1: no um i mean like no not not a, not a, to this scale i mean like all the uh, battlefield series um, they were all basically buy to play. I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing. They they had servers that hosted and all that fun stuff and provided all the hardware for you to play online. But not 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 an MMORPG. No, I, this okay. is this is definitely unique and it's one thing that I absolutely love that they did. And I hope we get into this purchasing model later, unless you want me to talk about it right now. No,
0: now's a, now's the best time because I I feel like in the past we've. We've done this a little bit where we said, "Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that later," and, and then, then we, we run did. out of time All right, and so check we it get out. distracted. So go ahead.
1: That, actually, really good point. So this is what I absolutely love about the buy-to-play model is I I, I think it's extremely fair, and I hate the word fair just in general, but it, I think it's extremely fair because nobody has an edge by forking over more money with a subscription. And don't get me wrong, I used to subscribe to every single you know um, like free-to-play game that I decide to dedicate my time into you know you get the increased xp you get the increased energy recovery whatever it is but in this game it's just it's a really good feeling to know that everybody's on an even playing field nobody has an xp gain nobody has an increased money from mob gain or you know 10 percent more crafting um you know results or yield or anything like that I, i really like to buy to play model a lot better than really all the other ones it's kind of my favorite one and now with that being said that I think it's the least expensive way to get the full enjoyment out of any video game. That concept alone makes me really appreciate the developers not going in, not trying to reach into everybody's pocket for what we see all too often as just a cash grab. And I I respect them for that. And it makes me want to support the company more and even spend money on the cash shop.
2: Well, and if I can yeah. if I can add to that, Please since do. like you said like we may never get to this and this would like be something I like about the game is that and, and it's interesting cuz I mean I think I've gotten a reputation among the people we game with of being like one of the biggest like customization and appearance like conscious people when we play MMOs like I'm always caring about Probably the biggest. Like you know like possibly in 14 changing my character's look like every couple weeks or something like that like really caring about that kind of stuff. Like it hasn't really bugged me in this game that like it's kind of like medieval look and like there's not a lot of ton of flashy costumes. And and one thing that doesn't bug me is also like the costume cost in in, in the cash shop is very high. Like probably the most expensive costumes we've seen of any of, of an MO um, that we've played. But like, but like- I think like i think that gives like i don't know you know what i mean like i see i see what's happening there right like van is saying like they're not really pulling money for like essential stuff so it makes sense to me that cosmetic stuff would be expensive and that makes you then like kind of really think about like w- like do you want to buy this costume or is there gonna be like, a costume coming out in like a couple months maybe that you want to buy because maybe you can only buy one every couple months i don't know you know like i think that i think that adds a cool dynamic and allows people to support the game by buying stuff that doesn't affect gameplay um which is cool yeah i i
0: would just chip it with two things i think one of the things that should be to note is whenever there's a cash shop, and especially in a game like this, you know, you always get the question, is it pay to win? Is it a situation like Van discussed where you just get massive advantages for, okay, everyone's on, everyone's on a level playing field when they start buying the game, but then you get in that cash shop, and if I want to spend a couple thousand bucks, you know, my my character is a lot more fleshed out than, than maybe the rest of yours. And especially in a game that emphasizes player versus player combat a lot, um, you know, that can be a big question mark. And I think they've done... They've done a lot. It looks like I haven't seen anything in the cash shop that gives you that kind of advantage. It's all kind of cosmetics and um, inventory space, convenience things, nothing um, that, you know, really – messes with the power of your character but i think that's important because a game can go pay to win pretty quick and that's turn off to a lot of people
2: there is one controversy currently which i guess of, that? i think is interesting because i think it really illustrates the level of pay to win right because i think like as van i think saw with aeon like it sounds like aeon got to a point where it was very pay to win you could basically buy like stat boosts almost and like buy power um there's an item in this game called the um, the Triant Wood Suit or something like that is a costume, and what it does is it hides your nameplate, and so basically yeah, I heard um, about that. So basically, like it allows people to sneak up on people easier because then you, it's harder to detect, but they're still visible on the tracker. They're still like you can see movement, um, but it's you know I mean it's the fact that something like that is like the what people are grasping at straws for to like call yeah, awesome. pay to win. You know what I mean like that's, that's the awesome. extent, which I think is inter- I think that's pretty interesting.
0: Well, yeah, that's very telling. You, well, every time you have a player versus player game. Where, you know, your success is you're matching up against humans. Mm-hmm. Like, any advantage is an advantage, you know, and, yeah. and no matter how small. And so I think you're always going to get people who feel like it's not, you know, if well, I, I'm, I'm at a competitive disadvantage because I didn't fork over extra money. Like, that doesn't sit well with people. Even if it's a small advantage, it's still an advantage.
1: You have to flag in this game, right, for PvP? So. Yeah, you do. There's some
2: weird. There's some weird things yeah. though, and I think and I think that suit does hi- like since you can't see their nameplate. I think the nameplate is what is what causes the flag to be visible. So I think that maybe you can't see that they're flagged. I'm, well, that's what I don't, I'm saying. Go, yeah. So
1: then the simple fix is when you flag, you know, say hides nameplate, with the exception of when you flag for PvP.
2: Well, and that's the thing is people have a lot of questions on Reddit and the forums for Dom about like, are you going to do stuff about this suit? Because yeah, people are saying stuff like that. Like, make it either make it like craftable in games so it's not behind the paywall. Fix it so it's not you know like you know the PVP yeah exactly what you're saying people are asking like will you fix this to make it fairer so people are waiting. Cool. to Cool. Well, what that'd they
1: be do. something that we should definitely follow up, and uh, that could be telling of the type of company also. You know, yeah. How, how doubt. much do they listen to their user base, and do they take legitimate concerns into question, and, or or do they take everybody's anybody who cries the loudest?
0: Yeah. And so then, the second thing I want to say about the model that I actually really like, and I might get some some backlash from this from our listeners. Maybe this makes me a terrible person, but I like that you do have to pay for it. I feel like it keeps out some of the free-to-pay riffraff, and like that's a very elitist attitude to take. But I think it's true. I think when you have a free-to-play game, you know, just there's there's that community that just moves like a swarm of locusts from yes. one free-to-play to another Toxic. and is annoying and does nothing but complain doesn't really make the game any better it makes it a lot easier for people who um do real money trading which we've talked about on previous podcasts to easily more easily make accounts make spam accounts not care if they get banned because it's a free-to-play game and they can just you know re-up uh you know I, I just feel like having that that wall and it's not that much It's thirty dollars like for most people that's something you can afford fairly regularly like i spend that much every time i go to the pump and fill up my gas tank sorry fat yeah, cat filling yeah. up your car yeah full tank coming, of gas coming yeah, up well, next sorry. week focus I'm target living, is moving no. I, don't li- I don't live in california so i really shouldn't <laughs> talk about gas prices but I don't, um, I don't pay for gas my company does so i, I shouldn't don't, talk either wow fat cat over here i don't know about that anyway uh, I just think it makes it a little bit better, and it's something that, um, that I, I like. I'd rather, I'd kind of rather pay thirty dollars for a game than have it be free to play. If all things are equal, like it seems kind of strange, like you'd rather pay money no, for this rather it. than have it free. But it really does. I feel like it makes the community uh, uh, just a, a slight notch better, yeah. and that's that's enjoyable.
1: Right, and any step in that positive direction is 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 a good thing. So no, I, I think it, I think it's a really good kind of stopgap thing that. That I agree for all the reasons you so eloquently stated.
2: Coming up next week, Focus Target moves to a buy to listen model. All you free to listener crap are
1: uh, getting out of
2: here. So no Uh, more toxic comments or chat. Sorry about that, guys.
0: (laughs) I've opened Pandora's box. All right. So, really quickly, and really quickly for us, probably means over the next 40 minutes, uh, I thought it would be interesting (laughs) to just kind of go through and compare a little bit. Because I think whenever you're talking about an MMO, you always kind of frame it in reference to the other MMOs that are out there and that are kind of like it. So I wanted to just kind of go through real quick and talk about how how do we feel this game is... Different or the same as? Like, what are the similarities and differences between a couple of the other major MMOs that we've been that some of us maybe have been playing? And I want to start with Arcage because I think this game gets compared to Arcage quite frequently. I think there's a there's a, at least on the surface there's a lot of similarities, but I only played Arcage a little bit, and I know Shy and Van, both of you guys, got a little bit more into it. So uh, I'm gonna start with Shy this time. Shy, what, what what do you see as like what sets this apart from Arcage?
2: Um. What sets us apart? I think the combat sets us apart. I think the combat is a lot more rewarding in this game. I think uh, the character progression sets it apart. Arcades try to do this interesting thing where you level different jobs. You can pick, like, combat parts from different jobs to make like the hybrid jobs which was a cool concept in like theory but it, i don't feel like it really would ever work in practice and i like how this this game gives you a class with like a they've built this class with you know combat and like combos and like it is developed by the developer and, and they feel good to play um i think uh that I think this game's a lot more rewarding to be honest I mean it's a sandbox like Arcage, and there's a lot of similarities but I think that uh, it just there's a lot more ways to like level up or feel rewarded for your even daily activities in this game versus Arcage, where it was very rewarding and very fun but you know I don't think that uh, I don't think that uh, it was um, as rewarding as, as this one what about you Van because you
0: played Arcage um, pretty extensively yeah, as well
1: yeah, I played quite a bit, and and actually, shy, I did all those those other daily things in Arkage. Um, what do you just for clarification? What do you mean by rewarding? Do you mean like I mean, like amount of XP, or do you mean like self satisfaction? Like,
2: I, I mean like, and, and I think it's we to get something we're gonna get into later, but like Black Desert rewards you like for basically everything you do in game, even just like you. running okay. point to point. And I feel like Arkage wasn't that like to, wasn't that granular like in its okay. in its like rewarding. Sure
1: you're, you're so, absolutely So right. in-game rewards. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you, yeah. and you're absolutely right, but tangible ArcheAge rewards, was rewarding I would say. in a sense where exactly. I'm kind of using the same approach to playing this game as I did in arcade and it's not intentional, it's just my style of playing sandbag- sandbox MMORPGs, where I, I'm not really interested in combat and getting to the high levels. I kind of want to mess around in the city and meet all the NPCs and craft and make boats and fish and stuff, so I'm, I'm more of the sandboxer um, than the combat guy, but in Arcage, the sandbox part got me to end game in, like, two weeks. Um, and what I mean by endgame is just max level. I think it was 50 at the time or something. I can't remember. Maybe it was 30. I think it was 50. I think you're but right, anyways, 50, yeah. Yeah, just, just by, by crafting and by, um, you know, uh, harvesting and farming and woodcutting and all that fun stuff, I was actually able to get to 50. So Arcage rewarded you a lot more with XP, than this game does with regards to XP, between those kind of things. So with regards to rewarding, and I guess we're just using rewarding differently, um, I agree with you that Arcage wasn't as rewarding where it didn't say, hey, you know, you're awesome for playing the game. Here's some cool stuff. It basically just gave you XP for your own level. And that's really the only type of thing that you could level up in Archeage. Um But with regards to to how Arcage It compares to black desert online i honestly think it's probably the most similar out of any of the mmos i've played um and and it really it's the only other one that i've played that i play like i did in Age, where it had me play that style where i don't care about the combat as much i'd rather mess around in the city and ultimately i do want to get to the you know top level so that we could do top level things whatever that may be but for now i just want to have fun and play around and trade and and do all that fun stuff
0: so I would say that, and again, I didn't play arcades the way that you guys did. I was turned off pretty early on, and I think one of the reasons was, a little bit what we already talked about, was the payment structure was a lot different. Arcade was free to play, but you could pay for additional subscriptions that would give you a pretty significant leg up. Oh, very, and, very significant. And, so, and, then, and then Cash Shop purchases on top of the subscription. Right, yeah. absolutely. And so, for someone like me who wasn't I didn't really want to pay a subscription to it because I wasn't that into it, and, uh, and I, and I, I wasn't really sure how into it I was going to get. So I was just kind of trying it out, and I couldn't do a lot of the basic things that you can do in in Black Desert I don't think Online. I
1: you could even sell on the auction house.
0: No, you couldn't sell on the auction house. You couldn't own property. And your you energy was null basically. You couldn't. Yeah, you didn't get any kind of energy regen the way that that you did. I mean, you did, but it was very very slow compared to somebody who was on a subscription, and so it made. It definitely slowed the game down and that that's I mean, that's the way they do it. Like that's that's the whole point. Like that's wh- that's how they get people to sub. That's how they make their money. But uh, to me it just kinda made it a, a haves versus have nots situation and I was in the have nots and I didn't I i just didn't kinda kind, of, kind of didn't like it and then um you know, we could talk more about it, but I know that the the company itself kinda made some decisions. I want to that hurt long term.
1: I wanna be really clear about what I said. I, I said it's the most the MMO that that resembles Arcage the most out of all the ones that I've played, but I don't want that to include all the negative, seriously bullshit that came out of the 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 developers and the, the and the producers or um Tryon, Tryon um I don't, I don't want the I don't want Dam or Crystal Abyss or whatever to be associated Damn. with them because they're completely different. The way what I've seen so far in this game is it has all the fun things of Arcage plus a ton more. And the company seems to be a much, much, much better sound company than them. Just launch alone, Arcage's launch was absolute terrible. Probably one of the worst launches I've ever seen in MMO history, where... You were sitting in queues literally for six hours. I don't know, Smiley. If you want to talk about, especially <laughs> when you weren't a subscription, like what you used to log in, go to work, come back home just to sit for two more hours before you yeah. could get into the game.
0: Yeah, I remember that. The, the, uh, it was it was it was probably four, four or five days in after launch, so it wasn't the first day. And I do remember doing that. Like I went, I it was about maybe seven seven thirty, and I set, I got into the queue. And I went, I went to work, and I came back after four o'clock, and it still had me like two, two estimated time of two and a half hours. And I was like, okay, guess I won't be playing this game. <laughs> so but, just yeah, yeah, As far as like mechanics,
1: game mechanics and all that fun stuff that you do, it's it's very similar. Um, BDO does it a ton better, and as far as company, their worlds apart. So I just wanted to be clear on that. Thanks. Yeah, well,
0: well, so far, I mean, I, I think we don't know a whole lot about them. So we, I think, we hope. That they continue From what to I've show seen. that because i think i mean we didn't see a lot of trouble i mean definitely the launch was was very good very good launch for um
2: for black desert but right. I, I think we just are hopeful that yeah we, i mean we, we, we played out. arcade for three months and i mean and that's when we really saw Trion's true colors right so i mean i think yeah, that's that's sure. my concern with video i think in the long run is you know just that longevity
0: well, and you wonder—I mean, you wonder too—with any of these models, whether it's subscription or buy-to-play or whatever—that you know, does things change as they get their start getting their quarterly reports, and say we're not as profitable as we need to be? Like, isn't isn't it possible that that's what happened with arcades? Yeah, do we start maybe,
2: selling more items in the cash shop that make right, a difference? That, that, and that we, yeah, yeah. That
0: maybe maybe they didn't. Maybe they went in with the best of intentions, but then didn't make what they thought they would, and had to make some changes. Like, I think that can happen to any game.
1: Yeah, they went full on pay-to-win when it got destroyed, and it was it was bad.
0: Uh, so let's go through just uh, really quickly some of the elements because we're, we're 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 getting a little bit far afield here. As Wait, what? our what we're running out of time. I know. Can you believe? <laughs> um, I, I know we want to talk about some of the differences and similarities between Final Fantasy XI and Final Fantasy XIV in this particular game because um, Shai mentioned off the air, and, and it's probably worth mentioning again that that you've probably felt like you've been more in you haven't been into an MMO perhaps as as deeply since you played Final Fantasy XI. Is that like? Can you expand on that for us a little bit?
2: I mean, one of the big things I think maybe something else we'll touch on later is that, uh, is the lack of fast travel. And I think that, like, the game I felt that the most with before this game was 11. And that, like, the only way to fast travel around the world normally was to, like, find a character who had a job that could actually teleport you somewhere. Like, you know, you didn't innately have access to fast travel and your character. And there were only, what, five um, points in the whole yeah, world? Yeah, yeah. And so so, like, it was very strategic a lot of times to, like, plan Six. where you were going. Six, And yeah. so, uh... And you know, so I don't know. Like most MMOs nowadays, like you can just go wherever you want, whenever you want. And and I think this game has really kind of reignited that excitement of like, oh wow, like you know, someone just asked if I can pick him up in a boat back in the starting city. Well, I'll be there in twenty five minutes because I'm hopping it over there. That actually happened. You know, (laughs) me on a yeah, and so like it's 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 cool in that regard, and also like almost kind of like what Van is saying. Like Van was talking about being very sandboxy. Well, like I'm kind of the opposite. Where like normally when I play in a Mo, I want to like rush to like max level immediately, and so this reminds me a lot of like Eleven, and that Eleven was also a game where like you kind of leveled and then you took a break and you did something else. And I feel like this game is very similar. Like I, like the other day I was I was leveling with a friend. We were just like at a monster camp killing monsters. And after like two or three hours, we're like, oh, let's go. You know, like we took a break and we quested or we did other stuff. And I think that's really cool that uh, just the diversity of stuff to do.
1: I think the lack oh. of fast travel is, is, is awesome. And I, I, and I guess we'll just talk about it now. Um, I, th- I think it's amazing. And I think it's a very, very good – strategy as a developer because when you're when you're when you get rid of the fast travel the game seems so much more immersive and it seems so much more involved and you see more people along those roads you don't just use the road finish your area you know whatever desert it is well i guess bad example but whatever desert presumably what whatever forest it is, and then you're done, and then you never return to that forest again for the entirety of the game. With a non-fast travel game, you're going to be walking through those forests, the desert, the going across the ocean, whatever, and you're going to see people on your travels either coming from that city or going to that city also. And I think as far as me, you know, I'm a huge immersion guy. That really does it for me, and that's one of my, my favorite characteristics, is just being out on the trail, seeing another trader, passing by them and saying, Good day, fellow trader, how are you? And then having Shy yell gay in the background.
2: Uh, we cannot uh, confirm or deny that this ever happened.
1: No, we can confirm, <laughs> and and I will have mm. Smiley confirm right now with me.
0: Well, I will, but it was all in good fun. There was nothing homophobic about it. Don't try and be exactly. shy, as a hater. Like we we're just messing around. See, Shy, now you're giving us a bad rap. That's cold-hearted, man. <laughs> no, you you give what? us a bad rap. every week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so true. It's not. Right. Uh, what I want. What I want to say really quickly about Final Fantasy uh, 11 is um, the thing that I always have complained about in every MMO since Final Fantasy 11 is that that the games are all driven by quest EXP. Like you do quests, you get quest EXP, and the fighting is incidental. Like you may have to fight things in order to uh, to complete a quest, but fighting is not the way that you gain the xp and that's how it wasn't final fantasy XI in 11 you gained the xp by killing monsters that's how you gain the xp in pretty much every true rpg But the MMORPG has kind of changed that and made it more of a, uh, you know, the WoW model where, you know, complete the quest, get a big chunk of EXP, maybe you'll get a little dinky bit from doing other stuff. And this game has kind of gone back to those roots where you can gain EXP from quests, you can gain EXP from doing just about anything, but if you really are going to try to make a dedicated effort to level, the most efficient way to do that is by going out and, and fighting enemies and killing enemies. And... That's what I want from from an MMORPG, honestly. That's what I enjoy, and so this is the first game since Final Fantasy XI that I've found that that killing enemies is a legitimate way to exp your character, and that's just pretty cool. I like it. Even Final Fantasy XIV, where there was a, a touch of that, it was it was probably more so than most games. Um, you know, it, it was still more about quest exp. So, uh, and I, I do like the open world and the uh, the lack of fast travel as well. I think that that does make a big difference um again if you guys could be could be brief on this i haven't played blade and soul more than maybe one or two hours at the beginning but i know both of you guys have gotten to the quote-unquote end game a little bit in blade and soul um that's kind of the big competitor arcade may be the closest comparison but i think blade and soul is the big other mmo that just came out so what's what would you say some of the key differences are between those two games uh, van can i start with you
1: yeah of course um I I think the only reason why it's the biggest competitor is because, and you, you said it yourself, it just came out. Whether they're similar in nature, not really um they're they're kind of two different games in fact we still have a friend who's playing blade and soul we're trying to get him over to bdo but it's just a different game altogether black desert or excuse me blade and soul was a very combo fast twitch combat oriented game and what i mean by twitch is it's all about reflex um for evasion and hitting your buttons in the right order like as quickly as possible and whatnot so that you can chain combos together and, and maximize damage it is ultimately a fighter in an rpg World where this is completely different as a sandbox in an RPG world. um They're just a little bit different. One's heavy fight oriented, the other one is is kind of dink around and have fun and enjoy your life.
0: What, what do you think, shy I mean, because you've been a little bit more on the combat and fighting side. Yeah. Of Black Desert, what what would you say? I mean, I'd agree.
2: I'd agree with what the van said. I think the two big things that come to mind about similarities or differences, I think. Um, the two big differences that come to my mind are for one, the PvP is a lot different. Blade and Soul is, is like known for its balanced arena PvP. So like even in, like in Blade and Soul, you can equip like a level one weapon when going in and like it's not weapon based, it's not gear based at all, it's completely skill based. And so a lot of PvPers love Blade and Soul because they, it, it's completely skill based. So you just, they PvP all day versus Black Desert Online is extremely gear based. So like what we're going to find later on in the game when we all get to max level is there's going to make people walk around just like smashing people because they've been, you know, either lucky with draw opposite of and farming like crazy or whatever but there's gonna be a big a big uh pvp curve there but the other big thing is they're both asian games and blade and soul is very much the asian aesthetic it's very much like playing it's almost like you're playing crouching tiger hidden dragon like there's a lot yeah, of like air walking that. and all lot. Of- and it's cool the music's very asian it's it's a beautiful game yeah. and it's a very cool aesthetic but like black I- what i didn't expect about black desert is like it's also an asian game i expected a similar thing and it's it's almost like you're playing in like medieval europe or something like there's you're walking around like there's like Definitely there's like that castles that are broken there's statues roof huts that are like you know and like knights on horses and stuff and i just i like it and the music's very similar like that i like that discrepancy and like the different feel for an asian mmo to kind of take that approach as opposed to going this really flashy kind of asian normal aesthetic that a lot of asian mmos take
1: yeah, and I, and I don't want to downplay Blade and Soul because I actually really liked it, and I, I do want to give kudos to it. It probably had one of the best storylines out of any MMO I played and definitely had the best cutscenes and some really memorable characters. So kudos to Blade and Soul. It was a really good game, and I, I don't regret any second I played. And I, I'd still go back this weekend if people wanted to run a couple dungeons or do something. It's, it was very fun.
2: What second all of what Van just said about storyline and cutscenes? They Those were truly epic. Yeah, I mean, I could tell even from just playing
0: the intro Kind of, you know, that it was clear that there was actually like some,
2: you know, some villain
0: characters that they introduced and things like that. And that's kind of rare for most of these MMOs where they just kind of plunk you down and say, all right, you know, figure shit out. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, some seriously dark stuff happened in that game, too. Like, some of the betrayals and, like, the yeah, revelations of... really, like, it was like, you know, uh, like, you know, yeah.
1: There were M. Night Shyamalan twists all over the place. Yeah, it, was, well, it was pretty good. I was going
2: to say, in the first
0: 30 minutes, like, some dude betrays sure. the whole town. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't right. think that's a spoiler.
1: <laughs> that's the intro.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I'm not surprised to hear that. Uh, the other game I'm just going to talk about it really quick just so we can get through it. Um, I think this game can be compared a lot to Terra uh, Online, which was one of the first real action RPG MMOs where you're not talking about tag tab targeting, you're talking about true. um, You know, if you swing your sword, it has to connect with the enemy. Uh, There's no locking on things like that. Um, We played Terra quite a bit, and um, I would say that from from my memories with Terra, and I know it's changed quite a bit. uh, The combat seems a lot more polished. And when you're talking about an action RPG, I think that's really important. So you mean hitboxes? So, yeah, like they're not oversized. I, I probably, well, it's hard to say, um, but it see it seems like the characters move very fluidly, and you know, it's just, it's just it.
2: Do you, do you disagree, Shy? Cause you I, I mean, mean, having played you, a Slayer, like I always, I mean, and we'll we'll go around and round about this, but Slayer is still one of my favorite MMO classes ever, and spend I, away. I feel like that is such a seamless. Uh, such a seamless class, and like I don't, ha uh, I, I, lo- I will, I will always have love for terror in my heart, and I think that like how they did dungeons and how they did combat was great. So I don't, I don't know if I would agree with you, but, but then again, this is That's fair our opinion, well, so.
0: And, and you know, I'm, I, I'm speaking also from a control aspect. I use the controller uh, yes. in that game, and it did, and it was not optimized the way a game like Final Fantasy 14 was. And honestly, I have the option of using the controller here in Black Desert Online. and I don't. I use the keyboard because they've set it up in a very sensible fashion that I that I can really that I'm really comfortable with so right, well we we went deep on that a lot deeper than <laughs> I thought we, we want to talk a little bit about some of the things that we like and dislike about the game we've been pretty glowing about Black Desert Online so far but there are of course some drawbacks and we would like to point those out and uh, you know talk about a couple other things we'll, we'll we'll be back however we're going to take a break and maybe a terrible rap will ensue I don't know sometimes they just break out all right, this is focus target. Yo, this is Black Desert Online, and there's just too much to do: fight a lobs, to catch a papa, mine some copper, boil some stew. But now your workers need a beer, and has calling you a queer. All your fishing rods are broken, horses, stamina's a joke, and wanna gain some EXP? Gotta kill a hundred bees, man. This game is just too much for me. Ah, Shai's already two cities ahead of me. Van's boat's practically done. I'm falling behind. Alright, stop the rap, stop the rap. I'm done. I gotta get back in game. I'm falling behind. I'm just kidding. We're back with Focus Target. I wouldn't leave the podcast to go play another game. We have strict rules against that. No we have strict rules against that fan. <laughs> That's
1: correct. And I have tabs not even in your house, crush so I online? know you,
0: I know that you're you're being legit. I have I keep tabs. <laughs> Creeper style. All right, we are running out of time, so all jokes aside, we want to get into some of the things that we like best about the game, some of the things that maybe we kind of dislike about the game or wish they they might change, things that they hope that we are hoping that maybe they can either change or add to the game, and then maybe some of the pitfalls and fears that we have around the game that we hope that we hope the game can avoid. Uh, I'm hoping we can get to all of that, so let's get started. Um, Shy, I'm going to start with you. Give give me two or three things that you think uh, that we haven't talked about that you really like best about. Black Desert Online.
2: Well, and alright, so one thing I did mention earlier, but I don't think I really expounded upon, was the combat. And I think the combat is great. I think there's a lot of weight to the combat, and I, I mean, I picked a character that I'm loving right now. I picked the Sorceress class, which is like, it's a caster, but it's like a close-range to mid-range caster, almost like a magical monk. And there's a lot of, like, dodging. It reminds me a lot of, like, playing an action game like Ninja Gaiden or Devil May Cry. You're dodging in and out, you're smacking people, you're getting back out of, you know, their range and going back in again. And I I just love the combat. I love the weight that you feel. And, and one thing I love, and, and I, you'll, I, know you'll pre- I know you appreciate the smiley part probably is that the control whereas you can hotkey stuff like a lot of mo's all of the moves can also be uh done by via uh, key combination input much like one of one game we've put a lot of time into dungeon fighter online and so you know like you can either press one to do a move or you can put press like up you know and w and it'll do the same thing and i think i just like that feel of like not just having to spam hotkey numbers but also building that muscle memory of like directions and keys you know to be able to use uh uh, abilities as well i love that um
0: yeah i i I do like that quite a bit and and that's why i said it, it works well enough with the keyboard that i don't even need to use a controller which is which is very very rare for me like i'm always controller first but they they just have it set up really intuitively where playing with the keyboard feels natural and that's pretty
2: cool yeah yeah exactly um one other thing I love, and I know I was talking to um, you about this the other day, is is how quests, you know, we kind of talked earlier how quests don't give a lot of character EXP. Some do give a little bit, but not all of them even give any. Um, but they give something called knowledge. And you get knowledge from a lot of stuff. You can get knowledge about monsters, and which will allow you to kill them faster. And, and I just love the fact that, like, I think that's a perfect reward for doing a quest like when you talk to someone you learn about them and I think that's just I don't know why games have not done this yet I think that is just like that's just perfect so I love, I love that system Um, and then uh, and then, I don't know I, I mean I love uh, I love like the EXP gain from stuff and like, like just by running around the world there's no fast travel so you run around a lot and like you gain a breath EXP which then increases your stamina which allows you to like sprint farther and faster and so like you know eating meals increases your max HP over time and just like stuff like that where like just doing stuff in game rewards you and you know like it doesn't feel like you're really like wasting effort by like doing stuff like you're you're slowly building a character and all kinds of different things that you're doing uh, just, just a few things I really love about the game right
0: on yeah I, I think one of the cool things about the knowledge too is it's not just knowledge it's not just a purely collective thing like it has tangible benefits like you said if you gain knowledge on monsters it gives you an edge in battle if you gain knowledge from talking to npcs it helps you in in some of the npc uh, affinity mini games things like that um it's cool that there's a use for it as well and i in fact i was i was looking at one of the big towns like there's a bunch of knowledge you can buy from npcs yeah for some serious silver too like it's costly and i think that's kind of cool it gives you gives you something to spend your money on what about you van what's uh, what are some of your your highlights
1: so I want to piggyback off of uh, what Shai was saying about XP for, like, normal activities, like walking and eating and all that fun stuff. I really like that you can also gain XP, and now when I say gain XP, I'm not talking about your, your level bar on your character, but you gain XP in a specific um, area or in a specific focus, for example, fishing or cooking or gathering, as you gather more and more ore or as you cook more and more meals you become more proficient in cooking and you can actually level up through the ranks you know of artisan and 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 adventurer or whatever the titles were um you can actually level up and uh, by increasing your level in fishing, um, you know, get better yields by increasing your level in cooking You can maybe where once when you were a level one cooker You cooked one meal and, and only one or two came out and by the time you're an advanced master cooker Like two or three items are gonna come out So it's really rewarding in that you do get XP for all of those things, but it doesn't go to your total XP level like your characters level and no um, no it,
0: do- it does it does actually
1: you- right but not not to not, the extent not like, like archage was did. or something yes, right. right it's very so, yeah. small but yeah, but you
0: exactly. can in theory incrementally like sure you could just, like just fish fishing. and yes. yeah yeah you could yeah. fish and fish and fish and eventually eventually right. you would maybe hit max level but now the yeah. other
1: thing I, I i like about it and i didn't know that i would like this at first because i actually don't like this model um real quick final fantasy 11 allowed you to have one account one character and it was the coolest thing in the world because you could change jobs so you weren't stuck With a black mage you weren't stuck with a warrior you can literally go back to your 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 little um hut or your mock house and you can switch um classes and that's the only game i've ever seen use that kind of a strategy well Um, Black Desert Online has the same thing that they're similar to what everybody else does where you have one account and then you could create multiple characters. And what I hated about the multiple character instance was that you essentially lost all of your hard work on every new character that you developed. So you would have to, you know, get to know everybody again. You'd have to do the especially the beginning quests. On your sixth character, it was so boring and so dry that you never wanted to create any new characters to try out any new jobs that were released. But in this game, it actually encourages you to use your account which they call a family so you have your family name and then all the subsequent characters that you create under that family name have they share the same knowledge that you do they share the same family nodes in fact they could even go into the same residential houses that your brother or father or however you want to roleplay it um, created so it's very interactive with your account and they reward you for having activity on your account as starting fresh brand new and having to go through the same exact literally keystroke for keystroke crap that you have to with other games when you create new characters this one rewards you for having additional characters and the cool thing about it is since it's a family name and you can create new characters you do get to try out different you know looks and you're not stuck with the same the same character model for the entire game you can actually trade off the different characters so i was surprisingly for that idea and that model
0: yeah, it's, uh, it's, I agree. It's not quite Final Fantasy XI style or Final Fantasy XIV style where you can just do everything on one character, which I probably like, but it is it is a step up from the traditional, right? And that's, that's nice. Um, as much as I'd like to... I think we could probably keep going. I think there's a lot of other small things that we like. Uh, I want to get into the things we dislike because I think it is fair. We want to be fair and give the game... Um, you know, it's due in both a good and a bad way, and there are some things that that maybe aren't as good. And so I'm I'm gonna start with a couple of them, and um, one of the, one of the things that I found very surprising, the game has a very as as in depth of a character customization as I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it it, it was it was it was actually daunting to me. Whereas it, like, it was like too complicated for me because I I couldn't make my character look reasonably realistic because I didn't know how to do it. And yet with all that incredible um, you know customization, the classes are gender locked which I found very, very strange. Like, if I want to play, uh, you know, a certain class, I have to be either a male or female. I just, that just kind of stunned me a little bit. I didn't, I don't understand why that was. Um, It was very strange. The other thing is, and we talked about this a little bit, that the, the big cash shop item is different costumes to change the character's look. And the reason that those are worth something is because your normal gear does not change your character's look. Um, if you equip new armor, new new shirts, new pants, whatever, uh, it doesn't look any different. Like you basically, your stock character looks like your stock character and doesn't look like, uh, uh, does, doesn't change with their gear. And that, and that's, that's kind of non-standard for a lot of MMOs now. Usually, you know, your gear, any gear you equip updates what your character looks like. So um, they obviously went with that with that model so that they could try to get people to be motivated to buy costumes so they could differentiate themselves, but it is kind of a disappointment for someone who doesn't really want to fork over 30 bucks for a costume. Um, Shai, what about you? What uh, What are some of the things that, you, that you're not as thrilled with about Black Desert?
2: Um, I mean, I would have to agree, I think, a little bit with the character customization, and I think part of it, too, like you mentioned gender locking, but one thing uh, that maybe didn't come that is worth mentioning as well is not only is it gender locking but like the characters have very specific almost like a base template to the look of that character. Yes, and it's yes. actually very hard to like make a character that looks different from like like you can't like make any character look sim like the berserker you're never gonna make look like a human warrior because like there's a very like specific look to a berserker that like you like any character you make is gonna look pretty much like that kind of build um so I, that, that's one thing I, I have to agree with you that the the character creator really threw me off um for me um a couple of the big things are i mean one thing is just a part of the community like this is kind of a weird comment but uh like so far in game I, I feel like people are really enjoying the game but i've also gotten used to over the years going to reddit a lot for a game i'm playing just to look at like information people, people are putting out and whatnot and i have to admit that the black desert online reddit community is very negative and so like when i go on there and i look at stuff like it's always people complaining about something and i just it's funny like having played all these other mmos recently and seeing where this is succeeding where others haven't like just seeing that kind of attitude so that's been frustrating and it also um one thing that i like but also i think is weird is the game gives you the option to auto path so like you can click somewhere on the map it'll set a, a way you know a, a path for you to get there and you can actually hit a button on the keyboard and your character will just run there automatically and i think for a world this big it you is know, is almost required and i've used i mean i use it all the time but at the same time i feel like that is I mean, it is kind of weird <laughs> in that like you're just basically like let you you potentially could just let your character run you know all over the world for you without being present at your keyboard um it's just an odd thing for me um yeah One thing I also wanted to chip in before I pass
0: it over to Van is... uh, One of the things I really dislike is the lack of trade. Like, you can't really trade uh, anything of of relevance to other player characters. And I'm not really sure why they did that. I, I mean, I guess maybe it was to try to combat RMT. But the fact is, the real money traders have ways around that. Like, I mean, they still... They just have you put something up on the auction house and then they, you know, at an absorbent. Well, I guess maybe not. Because like, I don't even know how that works, but I know there's ways that they get around it because you still see shouting for people to, to, to RMT stuff. So yeah, somehow,
1: they're, they're somehow selling, they get around, around it. What they're yeah. doing is they're selling, they're selling cash off items, which use pearls as a currency in the game. They're selling yeah. cash off items at reduced costs. So. How are they doing that is, is the question. No, are no they idea. are they stealing, uh, you know, accounts, and that's how they're getting the money to purchase these cash up items, or, or what, you know?
2: Yeah, it's, do you know, Shy? Do you have any insight into that? I, I don't, um, but I was going to say I'm surprised you didn't mention the, the auction house commission as something you didn't like, because I know that was something I kind of snucked you in the I don't, face.
0: I don't like that. Well, I mean, it just... The auction house is price-locked, which, again, I think is probably to help combat RMT, where, like, you can only... You know, you, you, there's a calculation that the game does to determine the value of the item based on a, a number of different factors. But you can only basically you have a min and a max that you can list an item for, and the the game itself takes 35 percent of that as a fee. Which to me, it's like, why would I ever put anything up on the auction house? Like unless it's a lot more valuable, like I mean, you, you're really taking a big loss on, on the taxes and commission. I was I was very surprised by that. But again, I, I think this is a game where they want to reward the sandbox element. They want people to craft. They want people to fish. They want people to make things for themselves. And it's weird because making things, you'd think that the biggest reason to make things for a lot of people would be to sell them. But it kind of disincentivizes you to sell things because you lose such a cut uh it's it's very strange and i'm I'm interested to see how it develops over the next couple months to see what the economy looks like because it's 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 very unique i've never seen a game that is so strict with the way it prices things but i guess when you have so much that comes from npcs you kind of have to do something to control it to keep it in in reason all right van i i have not given you the time you deserve what do you dislike about black desert online
1: two quick points well actually three quick points one's going to be a piggyback off a year's lack of trade that's probably my biggest frustration with the game is the lack of trade um one of the reasons why we love playing games together is you know we typically assign one person okay you're going to be our cook and the other person you're going to be our carpenter and yeah exactly we all kind of as a community as a family help each other out and you know we trade goods with with one another and all that fun stuff and, and everybody does their part so to speak so that lack of trade is a ...is a huge element in an MMO um, that I'm missing out of this game. So that is probably one of my biggest frustrations. I do know, obviously, it's to combat from uh, RMT, but I, I, I think it's worth a trade-off. I, I think let you trade with your friends. The other two things is the energy system. Energy system, I know it's a, it's a stopgap. It, what it is is basically some, I, some things require energy. Gathering, um, cooking... Uh, as far as like crafting and whatnot, and you have X amount of energy, once the energy is depleted, you can no longer get craft, you can no longer cook. And that's so that one person doesn't just sit there and bot craft all day or gather or whatever until you know they get max gathering and all that. So I get why they do it. It's just I don't like it when it impedes in my progress when i'm trying to build that boat and then i literally have to just stop doing what i want to do luckily in this game there's enough to do outside of what you're doing if you run out of energy fine go out and fish because fishing doesn't take energy but i just i'm not a big fan. i've never been a fan of the energy system and then the last one which seems to be the new norm in mmos is the lack of a healer or even the holy trinity so to speak i know we have a valkyrie which seems tankish um i i just I want to play a game again where you have that party dynamic of healer, DPS, tank. You know the holy trinity that we always refer to. It was just really fun to to play those roles and know that you are genuinely contributing to this party in a specific way. And that's you know, Black Des or um, Blade and Soul didn't have it, and Black Desert Online doesn't have it, and I don't know what next game will, but I I want them to bring out those role defining um classes again well and it's clear
0: the reason they went away from it is because whenever you get these games everybody wants to play dps you know like not that there's no one but it's always there's always a much higher percentage of dps characters compared to healers and tanks right so they become a bottleneck like it was very rewarding
1: it was very rewarding to play those less Uh, desirable characters because you always got into the instances you know quickly and everything so yeah
0: but but I think I think they just get a lot of compl- I think companies in general get a lot of complaints and get a lot of feedback saying this sucks we just sit around forever looking for a healer blah 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 so I mean you kind of get what you pay for um, uh, we had four things that we were going to talk about we are out of time uh, I'm going to break the rules anyway and say one more thing that I really liked about the game that we didn't that we didn't talk about um, previously and that is Actually, no, I'm not. We we are out of time. We have to run. So um, I'm going to give us our spiel instead because I want you to contact us at Focus Target. And if you'd like to do so, we can be found at iTunes. Focus Target, the podcast. Leave us a review. Tell us you like us. Tell us you hate us. Tell us what we could do better. Um, We can be found on Twitter, the Twitters at Focus Target. We have an email, which is Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to get an email from you. And we also have the Focus Target blog on Focus Target.Wordpress.com. We're sorry to have to wrap this one up so quickly it's a uh, uh, lot to talk about maybe maybe it deserves another podcast we may you may hear more from us on black desert island before it's or black desert online not black desert island neither black <laughs> nor desert I experience play as well I, I i mean I, I don't there's not even a desert in this game i don't think yet i mean i think that's still coming it's kind of weird anyway uh this has been focus target the podcast thanks for listening i'm smiley
2: this is shy
1: and i'm van as always cover us porkins we're out